0: G. So kick back, relax, hit that, Roll up your sleeve, all your cool motherfuckers can stay. But bitches leave. Time for three guys on broadcast. Prosperity, hit the tip drop for the jet, yeah, yes. Make better than me. Now here's the school brother coming in hot with coherence. This is
1: Michael Diamond. Nah,
0: nice it's Randolph Terrence. Keep you maintaining, hit you with the weight training. We'll explain the illusion of police retraining. And this is Randy's number one Andy. Assault rifle of comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Tom, slinging punchlines from the cut walk at a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer. Say hold on, probably not here. Out trying to restart his daughter tune in to 3SPN Through the sock puppet nation Let the party begin Heywood, Pop Pop P.D. Romain, Top of the list. J.L. Chadwick Frank, Frank. The black eye who Might be waxing philosophical Or talking bullshit Might be just trying to help you get a Chris young bitch if You have an opinion Let's hear it do it proper The world may suffer but I like? You? on, you Facebook Tweeters get out your closet if you drop in our names. Uh, now let's come together. There's nothing else to say. Let's start the show. Randolph hit him with uh, the
2: hey, 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 Randolph Terrence. I'm decline. I'm Dominic Rivera. And we have three guys on. We are right back at you. Happy Thursday. We're happy to be here with you guys. Hope you enjoying yourself. We got Dominic sitting in with us. If you listened in on Mondays on the uh, behind the wall, you uh, heard that we had Frankie here and now it's just the three of us. It's just all pickles. So you gotta pay to
3: hear Frankie French. Yeah,
2: all pickles.
3: All pickles. This episode is pickle. pickle oh Jesus!
2: Look what just came up. Rapper Mystical, one of two, sought in alleged sexual assault. I
3: saw that. It's from. That's a, like his second one. Yeah. This
2: is from today.
3: The assault was from October of last Jesus. year, and now they're they're looking for him. <laughs> um. You have a song called. But the Pussy article Crook. came out today <laughs> that they're looking for him. You
2: have know a song called Pussy Crook. I mean. He
3: does have a song called Pussy Crook. <laughs> Not ironic either. Nope. Not at I all. if he's running Street around. Troopport Police are
2: searching at. for New Orleans based rapper it. Mystical and another right. woman after ale- arresting one man after a legend, after an alleged sexual assault. Looking for a woman, too, Jesus.
3: Oh, all right. So she's also a pussy. Legends girl.
2: of Southern Hip Hop Concert. Investigators probably collect the evidence the of the scene matching 46 Southern year old Michael Deadpool. Taylor Mystical and 26 year old Averwani. He's 46? Coleman. That's what it says. Danger! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The U.S. Marshals arrested, so the girl got busted in Killeen,
4: front before in I, Texas. I'm going to listen to There I Go before I go up <laughs> tonight. There, <laughs> <laughs> there I go.
5: There I go.
2: There I go. They're also looking for 42-year-old Tenachia Wofford of Harker Heights, Texas. Connection. Walker allegedly tried to convince the victim to drop the charges against Mi- Mystical and Holman. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. It's a whole thing going on Yeah. Here. <laughs>
3: Pussy Jeez. crook. That sounds like that sounds pussy like crook. the Hamburglar or something. You know, <laughs> sounds like he's a car- some wacky character.
2: Pussy crook. Watch out for that pussy crook. Pussy crook. Uh oh.
3: Pussy <laughs> crook coming. Here comes the pussy crook. Oh oh. pussies, ladies. Here comes the pussy crook. Oh
4: Watch out now.
2: Watch stop yourself, stop ladies. That move. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this dude. So how's y'all's day going? I hope your Thursday is going good. I hope nothing happened. To you,
3: August <laughs> is winding down. August is winding Dang down. God,
4: man, it's fucking
3: hot. I prefer hot to cold, though. I, you uh, know what? I
4: actually
2: you know why. What? No, I like cold. Here's and
3: you're think, white, so that's crazy. I think what I prefer is that it stays light until eight o'clock or later. I hate when the days get shorter and then the clocks go see back. That. I can't stand it. It doesn't make any sense. That the the clocks circuit go and rhythms are off. I Yeah, just it's. You know what? Because I walk the dog every afternoon. And then like there's a, a whole half of the year where it's like already dark. I'm already I'm You're out like there. Like a
4: walking solar panel and shit. I <laughs> yeah.
3: I I mean I'd, I'd rather just have this kind of weather. I'll, I'll deal I fuck, with the heat. Uh-uh, man. I'll if trade I'm not near heat. A water. I can't. I'll trade heat for it's still light at 8:30. No. I'll take that every time. Fuck
1: no.
4: I
2: don't like that. Yeah.
4: I got a fireplace at my house. <laughs> yeah. I like that shit. <laughs>
3: I don't mind taking off clothes. You like getting
2: sexy because you're Puerto Rico suave. You like getting sexy. You have
3: a little little brandy with you to lay down. I've got a white carpet now in the middle of my porn show. Lay lay that shit down. A shag carpet.
2: (laughs) Walk in the house and tell your lady, take (laughs) off your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) LO (laughs) cools (laughs) it. Take off your clothes. (laughs) Puerto (laughs) Rico suave. That's right. (laughs) Take off your clothes.
4: (laughs) <laughs> Take off your shoes and your that, feet.
2: Why is that fire on? Take off your clothes. Long
4: butt naked in front of the fire.
2: <laughs> Just a hairy butt naked.
3: <laughs> and then your kid shows up and he's naked. And you're like, dude, get out of
2: here! Get out of here!
4: <laughs> not what, <laughs> <adult> Hey, girl.
2: <laughs> is this what we're doing, Dad? Where? Why are we all naked? Get out of here! Log in fire.
4: Now get out of here. <laughs> Going to get, kid.
0: <laughs> get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get on get out of here. here,
3: kid. <laughs> <laughs> he walks away. Yeah. yeah. Now, where was I?
2: There's a difference. <laughs> Get over
4: here, Curvy TV. Oh my god! I watched uh fucking uh, Defiant ones. Have you seen that? I, I haven't, s- been haven't able seen all of it That's the thing, dude. Is. It is real. I want to sit down ridiculous. and binge it. I'm two episodes. Right. I watched all three in a row. No, okay. it was four. It's- I watched the first three in a row. Yeah, and I got tired and I watched the last one okay. on a song. Make a long story short, um, Jimmy Ovine. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean. Jimmy Ivine, when he took over Interscope, like it's similar to when uh well anyway, he took over Interscope. The foundation of Interscope was built off of Gerardo. Gerardo yeah, was, was his, his first, first, artist. first yeah. the artist that made him millions. Like, yeah. And this and because uh and it was funny because I didn't know Ivine was like this prolific producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just thought he was the CEO, industry head type deal. Yeah. Um so he came over like Patted on the head by Bruce Springsteen and Tom uh, Petty. Tom Petty, the chick from uh, uh, fucking uh, Fleetwood Mac. Steven, uh, yeah, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Um, I almost said a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. So he was like, people were like, and then when he got Gerardo, he almost got laughed at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the hell are you doing? He was like, this guy, this is the yeah. guy. He saw him. I forget, like on a telenovela or some bullshit. Yeah. Rico. And then he signed them and boom.
2: One song, one hit wonder. And yeah.
4: Well, that album went what it yeah. call? I yeah. think he had like another song. I can't platinum. remember what the other songs off <laughs> of that album, but there's another song. There was a second single. Yeah, that made a million, sold a million copies or mm-hmm. whatever. If
3: you watch, uh, there's a Tom Petty documentary that came out a few years ago called uh, Running Down a Dream. Saw that. It's really good. Is it good? Iovine is it is better than
4: the Eagles documentary? I haven't seen the Eagles documentary,
3: but I love the Tom. I bought the Tom Petty that was, DVDs. gets good. No oh, it's go to watch that. Down is dream. that on Netflix? Running Down the Dream. I think it's on somewhere on demand. Might uh, even be on YouTube. But Jimmy Iovine is in that quite a bit too because there's he was their producer for a lot of the – when they were like peaking in the early mid-80s. Yeah, he was He was for around everything. for all mm-hmm. that. But it's a really interesting story. I like that there was one point where albums, albums cost eight ninety eight. That was the standard price for a vinyl album. And the industry was going to raise the price on records. And records? Records. And um, the test record was going to be Tom Petty's, I think, third album, which was his biggest album, it turned out to be. And he was like, no, you're not going to raise the price with my album and cause everyone, all my fans, to pay more they're making like 10 11 bucks whatever it was so he threatened to name his album 898 oh as f- the title for the album <laughs> he was like i'm just going to call it 898 they eventually relented but jimmy ivey was with them during that whole time and he was having this whole record company disputes and they're like recording and secretly taking the tapes out of the studio so the record company couldn't come in and take them I gotta watch that. and release the shit you know
4: cuz i didn't know tom petty was as prolific as does, yeah, 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 yeah. as he was. The first I mean, album shit. came out
3: in seventy seven.
4: The only yeah. song really like I fucking know is a Tom Petty song is the fucking uh Free Fallin'. Free, free Fallin'. Fallin'. Yeah. Free ballin' because I was a kid when that came yeah. out, yeah. so <laughs> we made that song out of it. It's funny, free ballin.
2: Fucking boobs. Free ballin'. <laughs> 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 boobs. Boobs. Yeah, I'm at one point I got my right drawers. So. Oh, yeah, the whole yeah, the whole version. No, whole, whole song.
4: Thing. Yeah, we got oh. a song.
3: <laughs> okay, I get it. Jesus, you can't just have the hook. We used to sing that
4: shit on the bus. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and then did So you, I would just start singing. Did yeah. you then? I got my drawers. Did you segue free balling into into the great wide open? Yeah, you know, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, into the great wide open
4: vagina. <laughs> We used to sing free They weren't balling. that
2: clever. No, they, they didn't weren't. have an Andy. Klein they didn't know all of the, the group.
4: <laughs> I want to sex you up was I want to hump your butt. That song about. was
2: already called I want to sex you <laughs> up. we were like twelve. Fucking
4: Because I had the New Jack City album uh, cassette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did
2: y'all do with Black as a Force to be reckoned with? Y'all do anything with that song? No. This no. is
4: funny too. Now <laughs> that I think about this, shit is in the dust by Two Life. Yeah. On that album. No. Uh. Fucking Ice T's joint. New that Jack wasn't Hustle. Two Life Crew. That was Ice Team saying that song. New Jack Hustle was New Jack
2: Ice Hustle Team. Is Ice T. Dick is in the dust. Oh, I got my
4: back against the wall. Yeah. And yeah, my mm-hmm. dick is in the dust. Okay, yeah. no. That's Two Life Crew. Yeah, okay. So that was on there. New Jack Hustle was my shit. Yeah, that's a great on song. On that. I had the New Jack City cassette. Christopher Williams on there I was on I that. I, I was about in, to
2: say, I was an I'm dreaming dude. I was in seventh grade? Queen Latifah was on it. Seventh, eighth yeah. grade? Yeah. 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 Don't wake me. That's my son. That's Christopher Wood.
4: Yeah. Um, That's on with Levert, right? Sit your $5 ass now before <laughs> I make change. And um, I, never, I was in the seventh, eighth grade. I had the cassette. I used to have to take the bus because my parents um took us to a the school that was right outside the hood. It was a Catholic school called Transfiguration, yeah. but it, it would be hood kids going to Catholic school basically, okay. right? And my bus driver... <laughs> I'm not making this up. Too, you are going to think I'm making it up. It was a black lady named Miss Candy. Yeah, Miss Candy. Miss Candy. All right. Miss Candy drove the bus. She let us do did crazy guys, shit did you on guys the bus.
2: All get on and send Candy Girl to her. No, did you all do. She that?
4: would let us play like our tapes and shit, like the yeah. Wilton car, because she had a little tape player, and we would play the worst hood bus, <laughs> hood bus shit. And the this is how, and she would let us get away with crazy shit. You know how she got in trouble. Was one day we were driving the bus, and when the bus would go over a hill or down a hill, we would jump up in our seats, like time it, and then we would come down, and this white lady was behind us, and she saw (laughs) us doing it, and she followed the bus. (laughs) For like a mile and a half, and oh. then called the cops. Fucking white
2: ladies, <laughs> man! There was a
4: white lady behind us. Fucking white <laughs> ladies! <laughs> white ladies behind us, ruin everything.
3: Come on, we're
2: white lady!
4: Cr- we're all crying when we didn't see Miss Candy at the next day. The cops trying to talk to <laughs> Miss Candy, and you're got to sing a free balling really
3: loud.
2: <laughs> yeah, guys, nice. keep it down. I'm trying to talk to <laughs> the cops. No, no, now, now y'all got a new bus driver, Mr. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) It's Mr. Smith No, it's Mr. Celery And he don't go for bullshit (laughs) (laughs) Sit down, I ain't going for your bullshit
4: And she was one of them bus drivers Like, y'all want
1: me to pull this bus over?
4: (laughs) Yes, we do, actually (laughs) Go ahead, call your (laughs) bluff No, we were fucking with Miss Candy (laughs) Candy, girl Candy, I'm Miss Candy
2: Hey, baby Y'all have fun back there. <laughs> <laughs> we play. Y'all have fun back there. We play.
4: Uh, Y'all back Pity pat for money. I hustle cards like football cards in the back of the, with the car. like, "Yo, son, I got this Randall Cunningham rookie card. It's 750. Still in people's lunches." <laughs> You were selling.
3: You were selling football cards.
4: I made money. I was one of those kids that always made money from an early age because we didn't have a lot of money. Why would he oh, done that, a,
2: Andy? Why would that possibly be? You were a New be? Jack hustler. No, I was, was a New, new Jack, Jack hustler. hustler. Yeah.
4: So I remember cards were my thing. <laughs> like I even organized the first like card sale at my school where you right. and I was hustling. I had my Beckett's guide. Like the whole, like I have the prices and shit, and I would be like, it's seven fifty, but I guarantee you when this shit come out next month, it's gonna be ten fifty.
1: You want to get that now?
4: I had it all locked. I
3: sold gum in middle school, and then a the dude yeah. come
1: back be like, this shit is only worth four seventy
4: five. I can't do nothing for you, bro. Buyer beware, baby. They're all sad.
2: All sales are final. <laughs> <laughs> all sales are final. <laughs> yep. As is, no warranty. What's going on with the emails, man? We got
3: three emails. This, these date back because we didn't record last week. These date back to before that. Um, the first email was from, let me pull it up. First email is from Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hey, the Nikki. The title of the show is um, Show Description. The title of the email, rather, Show Description. Hey, Andy, Randolph, Tim, or the Sock Puppet of the Week that would be dominic your show is the first patreon i've ever subscribed to well thank you so far i'm happy and excited for all the content it's like being part of a special club the woke files are awesome one question i have about the woke files is will Petey or frankie ever have one they seem to have interesting backstories yeah i can do that yeah uh yeah oh, they're, consider it done um Next paragraph, Jason Weems. I told a couple of my coworkers to listen to his story. I work in the healthcare field on the administration slash operational side of things. The cost of healthcare is outrageous. I am having my first baby in the next two weeks and was told – I wonder if she's had it already then. I was told I have to pay $1,500 up front at check-in just to deliver. We having Just, that baby in the parking lot. Yep. Yeah,
2: well, guess what? <laughs> yeah. Get a mop ready because it's about to go down yeah. on this floor. <laughs> get that Uber back. <laughs> you should probably get I'm that brother with all up. the keys around and see all the keys I'm around. Tie him
4: up in a plastic bag and leave him on the front. And it's an emergency. <laughs> That'll be eight hundred dollars. Now you gotta let him, man. Uh,
3: I hear stories like his daily. Uh, like this daily. I hope one day I can make some sort of impact to change the way healthcare is run in the U.S. I this always is, tell my coworkers.
2: This is bullshit, man. What are you guys
3: looking at? <laughs> Try to read emails. <sighs> your
2: Go ahead. I'm trying. It's just, it just stuck me. Oh, I'll come back to that. We'll come yeah, back to that. come back to
3: Yeah. <sighs> I hope one day I can make some sort of impact to change the way healthcare is run right in the U.S. I always tell my coworkers we do not have health care in the U.S. We have sick care. That's right. We do not focus on preventive medicine but wait for something major to happen, then try to fix it. drug dealer gets
2: paid on the comeback. With
3: all the costs. Sorry I listened to this podcast in the morning, and I actually wrote this email last week. One of your episodes, you brought up what to write for a show description. Me personally, I do not read descriptions for shows. I listen to... I listen to on the regular. I'm going to listen to it no matter what, so no need, no need to read the description. For shows, I only listen to some episodes. I will read to see what's going on. For your show, I may look at the description just to see who is the guest. Okay, it's good to know, because I don't know how much time I should spend on this. Uh, that's Nikki's email. So thanks for the email, Nikki. Hope, uh, hope the kid came out. Okay. Uh, next email is from April. Uh, the title of the email, Pretty Young bee in D.C dearest three guys on and sock puppets i have to finally come out of the lurker street streets and write a letter
2: come into this light that's fine (laughs) cockroach come on in the light
3: i began listening to you all (laughs) about four years after one of your many appearances on the black guy who tips shout out shout out i swore that the next time i visited dc i would come see one of your shows that Mm -hmm. time finally came I had a conference in D.C. and on my flight from Denver was listening to the podcast. Yes, I know
2: this. What's the name of that again? April. April.
3: I heard you all hype. April. Of the crowd. Uh, the, yeah, the crowd work show. This is it. Maybe I can make the crowd work show. Nope. My coworkers nope. had me caught up in an event that evening. So Saturday came and I committed mm-hmm. myself to making the show at the draft house, which was only two blocks from my hotel.
2: April is a college professor. Once again, I, I got looked you up online, April. Oh,
3: he's stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to slide up in your DMs in a minute. (laughs) Once again, I got caught up in work stuff, but I chucked them the quick deuces and did a speed walk to the draft house in my boring conference clothes. Please don't think I dressed like that on a Saturday night. Finally, I'll anticipate seeing Randolph and Andy in my mind. Tim is out raising his daughter and have a good time. I made it just in time to see Randolph to announce there were a couple minutes till showtime. I was hyped. I was so interested It was so interesting seeing the people behind the voices after so long. Then Romaine came out to do a set and host. Yes, oh, I was there that night. Saw a Romaine, few funny she folks. Said. And during one of the sets, heard this boisterous laugh behind me. I knew that laugh. Haywood M. F. and Turnipseed <laughs> Jr. This guy in the row in front of me said, "Who's that loud-ass ninja?" <laughs> I got you, Andy. He didn't say ninja. Really. <laughs> Let me school you, son. Hey, boy, was great as expected. A few folks later, and I got to see Uncle Randolph. Loved the material a lot, Randolph. I had to venture out to grab another drink, and when I sat down, another guy was up on stage. I didn't hear his introduction, and again, I knew that voice. Tim Miller. What? Tim is here. The 3GO gods had blessed me. I could tell we were coming to the end. Then it was over. No Andy? Tim and no Andy. Is Mercury in retrograde? What about me, Andy? Well... <laughs> I would have been there. I had a. I had a. He had a thing. A thing. I had to be somewhere. I'm almost always there. Uh, but you got Tim, so you know. Yeah. I mean, that's a. You rare got lucky. Sight. That's like a solar eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> After the show, I briefly met Randolph, and my introverted yes. self was able to squeak out my love for the podcast. We took a picture, which I truly meant. You guys have started my week for the last four years and kept me laughing in the in this insane world. Saw the Blacksonian and 3GO in one day. So glad I got to support 3GO in DC. You were everything I expected and more. As long as as a long-time listener, thanks for the laughs. Hopefully see you next time, Andy. Much love, April. P.S. Ladies, definitely check these men out if you're in D.C. They were all super fine.
2: Thank Aww. you, my dear. There you go. So we will definitely take April
3: it. April had a good time. April um, had a great time. Dominic, you were on that show too, I guess? No, I, I was I don't think Dominic, sure I think
2: you were there, but he didn't go up.
4: Okay. okay. Oh, I was with Larry. I came with Larry.
3: That's
2: right. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, Larry. yeah, yeah. Larry did go up. Larry and we up. were. that's when we were standing in the lobby having it. It was me, you, Larry, and Lawrence saying her talking. Okay. And then she came up when we I talked to her for a minute and she told oh, me, she was, I was okay. like, oh, "Okay." Okay. And we took a picture together.
3: Yeah, I saw the pictures.
2: That's that's her? Yeah. And then I looked I looked a little bit because I saw her online, her Twitter. I clicked on her Twitter feed looking and I was like, "Oh, she's a professor." Oh, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. What? I should be more respectful <laughs> around her. Yeah, she's yeah, I got to put my dick away. <laughs> <laughs> stop not freeballing out. here. <laughs> Cause I'm free. I'm Put your drawers so on. on. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you for coming, man. I'm glad you had a good time with us. Yeah, glad next, you got to see here. Hey, was right next up. Next
3: time, look, let us know you're coming, and we'll load up the show with all the stuff. We'll phones. do that for you. We'll call Russ Green. I'm
4: telling y'all, y'all yeah. got to do a super show. We'll
2: do that for Dominic you. to come out we'll to load it we'll load Frankie. Up. <laughs> super Frankie
5: will
4: show. Sing.
2: Yeah, we'll have Frankie fucking sing. Okay. Frankie you will know, we'll all sing from there. the door. We'll do all in the back and say, here. Yeah, come Frankie. you know what? We'll just Goddamn singing. We'll
3: again. invite Rod and Karen. They'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> just, hang
2: just to hang. <laughs> yeah, just to
3: hang. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last email is from Tanya. Tanya says hi, three G O and sock puppets. I'm so glad you're doing the Patreon thing. And anyone hearing this that hasn't signed up yet should do so immediately.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you exactly. fucking exactly. <laughs> Freeloaders.
3: Freeloading, not freeloading.
2: Freeloading, bo- yeah. free put your drawers on.
3: Yeah. I came across this article and was interested in your thoughts on the various points. But on second thought, it's some dumb shit. So if you want to Thank skip you. it, I understand. That- Proceed at your own risk. And here is the article. It's from townhall.com, White shit. which is a right-wing site. Uh-huh. The shameful blackout of Thomas Sowell. And Williams, which is a
2: Thomas I know who they are. No, Thomas, Thomas Sowell and Cal Williams and Clarence Thomas. Yeah,
3: Clarence Thomas, Thomas Sowell, and 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 uh, Cal
2: and who's the other one?
3: Not Juan Williams, is it? Who's the other one? Uh, hold on. I, and I got the article up.
2: Thomas Sowell is a writer, is yeah. an is an editorialist. He's Clarence black. Thomas, black you know conservatives. Black conservatives. Yeah.
3: And Clarence Thomas, is it? It's not Juan Williams, is it?
2: No. It is one Well, but. I don't know if you want to call him all the way. He's not right wing. Right wing. But he's on Fox as the foil, but he, you know.
4: He's their cat temp or
2: whatever
3: you want to call him. yeah. Uh, yeah, But it's an article about about them, which maybe we'll get to that later. Well
2: the article is probably saying that why don't black people why do black people why don't black people accept them? Yeah. The premise there being that because they're black, all black people must like them, right? Right. Why don't black people like them? Because I'm like, well the very premise of your article is already racist. Right. You expect me to like them just because they're black. Right. You don't expect me to listen to the things that they're saying and make a judgment based on the things that they say and believe in. You want me to judge them based just on the on the color of their skin. You, sir, are racist. Right. I don't know why this is so hard.
3: <laughs> um, Fucking racist idiot. Walter Williams. Walter Williams? Yeah, I don't think I know Walter Williams. So uh, Thomas, Walt Williams. Been, Thomas Sowell is 87 years old. He's been around for a long time as a uh, like a a writer. Yeah. He writes books. He writes columns. Clarence Thomas, of course, Supreme Court Justice, who uh, doesn't say anything ever. This article
4: was written by Larry Elder. Makes great faces for memes, though.
3: <laughs> he he does have a good meme face. He
4: does have an awesome meme face. So I guess that's mm-hmm. his contribution.
3: Yeah, Larry Elder wrote this. It was from August 10th. on. Larry Elder
2: wrote it? Yeah. Well, he's one of them. Well,
3: <laughs> yeah, he's guys like us. He's doing a guys like us article.
2: Exactly. You
3: know, guys like us, though. Yeah. But, you know, the it,
2: black community doesn't accept guys like us. Well, I mean, if the whole community don't accept you, yeah, maybe you yeah. should look at yourself.
3: Guys like us, though. You know, I'm, I'm just like them. I'm, I'm, I'm like a Supreme Court justice guys. Guys like us. So maybe we'll get to that later if we get to that. It is dumb shit most likely. It's dumb shit. Uh the three guys on uh, the email dumb is three shit. guys on at gmail.com if you want to email us we will read it most likely. Unless you like start talking shit about us maybe we won't. But generally <laughs> Those we'll are the read best emails on though. the podcast. It's For if it's funny. If it's funny. If it's funny maybe we'll maybe we'll read it. Well,
5: that's
3: uh, funny? We don't get hate mail. That's funny. Have you ever gotten
2: hate mail? Nah.
3: We did get uh, did this we? was one time a long time ago a listener from Hawaii emailed us and um it wasn't hate mail. She disagreed with something. And I think Randolph kind of took the lead on that. Let <laughs> on me tell you about yourself. <laughs> response. That was, did, that was a way earlier.
2: I'd be tripping Dominic out online when I respond to people.
4: <laughs> he always, and I always put a smiley uh, crying face. Emoji. Crazy crying <laughs> face. <emoji. laughs>
2: yeah. What was
4: the girl that did it the other day? Well, she. It was about a fucking show or something. Violet Gray did
2: a show. Right. And uh, he, Violet put a picture up where it said. uh There was a Confederate flag draped on the table. It was like, I didn't know the show was going to be like this. You know? (laughs) Right. So basically. So I comment. I said, why did you take the show? Question mark. She puts underneath that. Sometimes people get to shows and you don't even know what the show is going to be. And you don't know who you're going to be. You just take a gig. I put underneath that. Thanks. I didn't know that, but I'll take it under No, white. no, no. She
4: smart-assed you. She said, <laughs> right. a gig is a gig.
2: Right, That's right. That's what she said. <laughs> right, right. I, mean, I put, thanks, I didn't know that and I'll keep that in mind for future reference
4: and then okay? I just put like a bunch of laughing face <laughs> and then she came conduct. then she
2: said something else underneath that she was like "What well, why did you ask the question if you didn't?"
4: because like, I think she understood that we are making fun of, well I was making fun of her by then <laughs> like the jokes on her she didn't know how to lose
2: and the reason why I say that and for people who aren't listening the reason why I say that is because there are comedians not Viola being one of them but there are comedians who will take gigs based on shit like that they don't care They'll yeah. take a gig like that, to which I will always ask somebody, why are you taking that gig? Like the big thing, I said like, Andy and I were talking about this the other the other morning. It's like I have no desire to perform in a place like Richmond or um or uh Charlottesville. Uh, Charlottesville. Virginia, Virginia Beach
4: is what I'm starting to Virginia. feel like about that Any, one. Virginia Beach is a very black area though. Yeah. Any more. Dude, but the most of the shit that I've been seeing some lately redneck shit going on. There's some yeah. redneck shit. Like and then it's like and then I'll look at the comics. There was this one comic and uh, he's not a comic, but he's a comic for that area. Yeah. And um, he just was posting sh- bullshit. And then I go look, and I have like 10 mutual friends with him. Yeah. Right. And well, they're all black. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Right. And
3: there's There's definitely that element. And there's also because Virginia Beach, Newport News, Norfolk, that whole area. Very My family black. lives down there. Yeah. But also, there's very like it's very big military area. It is. Mm-hmm. There's always that that conservative Norfolk. military. It's also very Christian. Honor the flag, kind of. It's people. also that
2: weirdly Christian. Like they have the thing where you can't cuss on the beach, no foul language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah. like a sign
3: in Virginia Beach.
2: Like what the fuck is that?
3: They have you know you know the when cartoons <laughs> do foul language, they just do like a bunch of symbols like ampersands yeah. and hashtag signs and stuff. It has a bunch of symbols with a circle and a line through it. In, on these blocks by the beach, the kind Isn't of- Is it just, a
4: Confederate soldier? What's <laughs> no. the cartoon?
3: But it's just like, no it's smoking, just, no language. It's just those symbols with a line through them, basically no cursing on this. They don't have a boardwalk, but they have a street right, right at the edge of the beach. I've
4: never been to Virginia Beach. And, I mean, uh, I've been to Virginia Beach, but I've yeah. never been to the yeah. beach. No cursing
3: beach. and no cruising. You can't drive around the block repeatedly because I guess the teenagers get get down there and just try mm-hmm. to-
2: you just hang. Turn up Who their the fuck stereos. Says just, hang the, just hang Just Well, Kids. they don't. I we did. They don't at have Bracken a board Ridge park. We did at a park. But I mean, if you have a place, but they don't Did have you have a say,
4: line. "Yo, let's go cruising." Let's go. How uh, oh fucking old are
2: No, you don't say, say cruising. No, you say people did
4: say that when I, where I was from.
3: You
2: say, uh, "Let's go ride." Yeah, we've right. been at
3: Andy and go go where I grew up in Leesburg. People, people, you would kind of bash it, but they would kind of like as bashing it would call the Leesburg Five Hundred. Because people just drive around town.
4: <laughs> like, like, what were you doing? Doing fucking Leesburg 500. Because I know Leesburg is like the size of my fucking backyard. Dad, it's hilarious. To hear you looking like a dumbass driving around Leesburg in circles. Leesburg 500. <laughs> and then people would uh,
3: do like, I never understood this at all, by the way. And I never went to any high school parties. I was always working at Popeye's or something. So occasionally I would witness these social scenes when I was in high school and like, we were just hanging out at someone's house or something, a bunch of people. And someone was like, Oh, a rally. And I was like, what, what? And everyone starts going to their cars. I was like, what's go- Are we going somewhere? What happened? And so, and so like, I just followed the crowd. Like, where's everybody going? And, you know, gotten someone's car and everyone just drove around following each other around town people. I was said. like, "This is ra- rally, like." So is people a- after I experienced that, I forever made fun of me and my friend Mark. Be like, "Oh, hey, rally! we <laughs> like, we just be joking around. This is this is a dumbass shit, you guys. I should have worked at Popeyes tonight." But uh, Leesburg five hundred. No one. Re- that was the the joke version of that. Like, oh, they're out there doing the Leesburg five hundred right rally.
2: We had a thing rally in San guys. Antonio was cruising around 1604 okay so there was two loops inside of San Antonio there's loop 410 which went all the way around San Antonio yeah. remember San Antonio was huge yeah. okay so loop 410 goes all the way around San Antonio then there's 1604 which goes around that loop like two beltways right so you're looking at about an at least an hour and a half in the car driving all the way around San Antonio yeah. let's ride around 1604 rally just get in a car and just, just See, go we- <laughs> around 1604 just drinking
4: you guys grew up in some
2: Somebody suggested that to me one time but I at that point I already knew what it was I'm like I'm not doing that shit. It's
4: some bubble but shit.
2: But that's just a, drive
4: and talk. San Antonio's a city. We were in a uh,
3: town. There uh, wasn't
4: much. Okay, so yeah. shit, we were driving but
2: people what we drove would around do where we'd be
3: like
4: Craig and them and boys in the hood and shit be like yo, put put him on us. get little Eric. But we put had that thing, but we
2: had a park. <laughs> we had Brackenridge Park, which was like every town, every major sit like Philly had one like when, when uh, Will Smith in Summertime talks about that going to the park and you, we did uh-huh. that on Sundays we go to Brackenridge yeah. Park just go
3: sit hanging out by your car yeah
2: so you drive into the park first of, first of all you wash your car you wax your oh, car yeah, that do. you get a fresh outfit Can take she, a shower get a short set get a fresh short, get a short set, set. yes oh. a Carl I short set <laughs> 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 With all with bunch of pockets, car all shorts and set with boots, with boots, of course, <laughs> shorts with boots and a hat. Did you Buy them off of Eastland, you know? No East Bay. <laughs> no, yeah. we would no, we didn't do. I don't want internet that's at a that good, time. Uh, we well, had no internet then, son. East Bay was a fucking a, magazine. You could nah, not. Well, you could do that. Yeah, we would just go to the store. We had East, to, uh, King, we'll get East Bay. Though. Go East to Bay, Chess King. We get them, Cuz East yeah. Bay. Out. Go to Chess King or uh, the Go Round.
3: That was always the. That's a good joke <laughs> that Rob Mayer used to do about how. Black people make fun of white people wearing shorts in October. It's like, yeah, that's messed up. It's kinda like uh it's kinda like wearing Timberland boots in the middle of summer.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Wipe the car down and then just go to go to the park. Get in the line, drive around. Mainly it was just park, put your trunk up, turn your stereo on. Hang out. And hang out. Wait for girls to come.
4: We did malls and like marts.
2: We did malls too. We didn't
3: have a mall close. (laughs) That was our thing. We didn't have flea markets. We didn't have much of anything. So when I was Let's say my first couple of years of high school, the upper, the older people who had cars and shit, they would literally, the hangout spot was McDonald's. They would just go sit at McDonald's and hang out. And throughout the night, people would come in and out of McDonald's, go do their rallies, come back and order fries. And then by the time I got to the older, the age where you know we had cars, it was Safeway parking lot.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: We Just also had on Sundays way. after Brackenridge, that was during the day in the evening we had military, which military was a street on the south side of San Antonio. We had military so you that's where the the rally happened, yeah yeah, go drive Our military yeah. except we didn't drive you would you would well people drove obviously, but if you if you were quote unquote cool, you parked, you would park in some place and again turn stereo on, <laughs> stand in some parking lot that faces the street. And just. Turns into a high school cafeteria. sit there and hang out. Because,
5: you
3: know, certain people always park next to each other. Like, right. the, like the lunch table. Just sit there and hang out. Look, look around. I lived in Vegas right after I got that out of shit. high school. You lived in Vegas? Yeah. Like in the city of so Vegas. So we do the strip. Like
4: we get on the
2: strip. Oh, that's, a different, that's, oh, that's a, a different animal.
4: Well, yeah, that's what you got. You guys had this, the fucking
2: Vegas. A different strip animal. Right Legal prostitution and. Yeah.
4: Drive <laughs> up and down the strip in my Honda court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a different That's yeah. a
2: different animal. that's ladies? That's a completely different animal. Well,
4: I got the good car last so I I didn't know how to drive till I was like 20 Mm -hmm. because I didn't need a car city living yeah Yeah, and uh it's not even that my pops wasn't feeling that shit when I was growing up we didn't have money for a second car and like I said I didn't have a license on Uh, my buddy got the first car it was called the squatter and it was like the biggest piece of shit car. The like, squatter? Yeah, it was the squatter. What is it? Well, who makes the squatter? The squatter was like a little Toyota Corolla, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. And, uh, <laughs> and, it's, uh, and we S-Q- called it that because S-Q- it looked like a homeless S-Q-U- dude with squatter. A-T-T-O.
2: <laughs> so we called oh, the squatter. It was like S-Q-U-A-T-T-O. S-Q-U-A-T-T-O. I'm about to look it up.
4: Yeah, what is I never I've never heard, heard of that remember. one. Never
3: <laughs> no, that might have just been like out there in the west or something.
4: No, it wasn't a car, that was the name we gave, oh, the, name we y'all gave, gave the car. Yeah, I thought that was the model of the car. Yeah. Oh, you just called it a Squatter. Yeah, we called it the Squatter. <laughs> and the Squatter. <laughs> what kind of car was it though? It was like what, like this old like I should ask So What and the like, hell the Squatter like was. Who made it? Was it like sure was like a Chevy or was like
2: a little small I'm looking at like a little small Toyota. And we had code
4: words, so it would be like uh it's, we'd be like, yo, son, we going need to get up in the squatter, take some O's back to the honeycomb hideout. That's That
2: was my... <laughs> you remember when them cars, them little tiny piece of shit cars had those little weird names? Like the Yugo? That was one. Uh, Toyota made a couple of little one pieces.
4: want to say Le Car on
2: piece the Piece of shits.
4: We had the Dodge Neon. I or had a neon. Dodge
2: K, Aries K car. Remember I had the Aries K car? Chevy, yeah, it was a,
4: car. a I think a Chevy little one. I don't know what the hell it was called. But in the same Chevette. vein of a. I had neon. a Chevette. No.
2: 78 Chevette. That was my first car. Four door shape Chevette.
4: I, uh, I had a Dodge Neon. But I was an adult at that point. They came out like after I was an adult. I was still about 1920 ish when they came out.
3: Yeah. I had a 96 Neon. Bought it in 97. It was used, it was white. And my friends, comedian friends, began calling it "cum shot." <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course, they that did. That was the
3: name of my car, Come shot." And then, uh, yeah, I car ran that car into the
4: ground. That actually that lasted a while. My first car was a a brand new Honda Accord because I saved new. my money. Okay. Um, and then I bought a Honda Accord, and it was right when Fast and the Furious came out. Oh, you were you like twenty something? Yeah, so I was about twenty one. Yeah no yeah no I was only like nineteen twenty but I was a I saved my money my old man was like you gonna send your checks home and put it in the bank oh military account. money military okay. money and stuff so yeah um, that's
3: common the military person buys a new car because they you know your money's all
4: you have room and board paid for basically yeah you know it's all whatever you want to do with that money and I, I used to drive my Honda Accord all up and down fucking the sun the Las Vegas Strip and I remember fucking that Sean Paul. Song "Give Me the Light" came give on. Just give me the
2: light. Just <laughs> give me the light.
4: <laughs> now that I look about it, look, think back at it, be like, how fucking dumb was I? Just sitting at the light yeah, with yeah, Sean yeah. Paul blasting out of my car with five dudes in it. Sup, ladies?
2: <laughs> Women walking by. Sup, girl? Give me the light. Oh, you gonna go do some gambling? I used to, I used to blast the DOC. Yeah. <laughs> Standing with the formula blasting. <laughs> The formula. The dun, formula. Dun, 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 the Marvin Gaye sample. Yep. Saying they're blasting the formula. Keeping it dope. <laughs> <laughs> the honeycomb. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about... Um, what's the one I want to talk about? I don't know this story, Andy. You know the story more than I do. Uh, you posted I didn't. I didn't even see it. This dead spin article about Jason Whitlock?
3: Oh, yeah. There's a video that goes along with that. Yeah,
2: you can. You can...
3: So the been mm-hmm. article, I mean, been is is uh, a blog site, so they they throw opinion, and it's not just fucking mm-hmm. reporting the story. So they're, they they uh, they bash the fuck out of Whitlock on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But he gets, I think the idea, of the article is why is he getting in like the yeah, Wall so Street that Journal? That was the
2: thing. It's like the the headline of the Whitlock is why is the Wall Street Journal and Jason Whitlock use this pages to say Colin Kaepernick isn't black.
3: Yeah, so they they have a, a long article. There's also a video that goes along with it of stuff that Whitlock has said. But it seems like he's the guy now that's being trotted out. And the Wall Street Journal is known as like sort of a conservative-leaning
5: mm-hmm.
3: publication. So maybe, and Whitlock basically leans conservative. I don't know what he would call himself. Woke, free thinker, libertarian, I don't know. But uh, I'm trying to pull up the video, which is not coming up. So somehow he got into Wall Street Journal about this. Let me read the article.
4: So it's Fatty Jason Whitlock.
2: <laughs> I mean, you don't want to say that, but...
3: And you know what he's doing, too, and this is something that's happening a lot, is people are using as a weapon the phrase sunken place for anyone, any black person that this that doesn't have the same ideology as the other one. So Whitlock is using sunken place against Colin Kaepernick now in this little video.
1: Let's see if it'll play. Colin Kaepernick is in that sunken place. The place where far left ideology leads most black men. Unemployed, That's not what the second place on is. a knee begging and trying to prove their blackness through stunts.
2: Stop right there. the White folks? Stop right there.
1: <laughs>
3: it's only a minute twenty.
2: <laughs> Explain to me exactly when Colin Kaepernick has been begging.
3: He's not. That's a false argument. <laughs> yeah. That's a false so argument. So you
2: started from from a position yeah. of falsehood. It's like a
3: straw man. He's, when he's, has
2: he been when was he begging?
3: He's not he's not begging. Okay. Unemployed on his knees begging white folks.
1: He's far left ideology leads most Leads most black men by the way. black men. Unemployed on a knee begging.
3: So he's talking about most black men right now. Right. He's not even talking about he's just using Colin Kaepernick as the representative right. for most black what men. What is Colin
2: Kaepernick begging for?
3: Most black men with far left ideology are unemployed on a knee begging, is what he's yeah. saying. It's, he's making it even bigger than Kaepernick. Yeah. So he's trashing black people right now. It's not just, he's, he's using Kaepernick as the platform
1: for that. And trying to prove their blackness through stunts. Mr. White folks, I won't take a knee no more. The alleged conservative bigots of football made Colin Kaepernick boy. a millionaire. Capable of taking care of himself and his family. Giving him the autonomy and wherewithal to affect real change. Stop right there. The Twitter proof.
2: That's that thing again of... You make a they paid you a lot of money, so shut up. So shut up, yeah. So sit down and shut up, boy. That's that's that shit, yeah. But but the thing is, the reason why they pay me X amount of dollars is because I make them billions of dollars, right? So basically, they're giving me a pittance, it's market value. They're giving me a pittance of what I make them. They're not stupid, right?
3: It's like any job. Uh, Jason Whitlock gets paid a lot. Yeah, But he's making a lot for someone else. You
2: make money for somebody. That's why they give you the money.
1: And his family. Giving him the autonomy and wherewithal to affect real change. The Twitter-approved social again. justice warrior crowd.
2: He has affected real change already. He's, his, his voice, his, his name is on everybody's lips. The thing that he's standing for... Everybody's talking about standing for by kneeling. Everybody's talking about. So he already has affected real change.
1: Right. Well, Whitlock wants him to shut up. Ultimately right. himself and his family, giving him the autonomy and wherewithal to affect real change. The Twitter approved social justice warrior crowd and their celebrity supporters made the mixed race raised by white people. Kaepernick feel black. Stop right there. Feelings are fleeting.
2: How many minutes are we in? We're
3: 38 seconds in. And I've
2: stopped three times now?
3: <laughs> at, at least.
2: <laughs> so you're going to hold him. Be, you You say mixed race.
3: Raised by white folks. Raised
2: by white folks. You say that against him to use it as a weapon. As if somehow that make and trying to he's be black. He's got nothing
3: to complain about is what he's
2: saying. Yeah. He's always been black. He's known that he's been more aware of his blackness because he's a mixed race and ways raised by white folks. than you are aware of your blackness being raised in a black family being as, quote, unquote, fully black. Right. Pick it back up.
3: Uh, and he's talking about
1: how this is his way of feeling black. Particularly when they're controlled by people using you for a political agenda. Stop again. Virtue signaling. <laughs>
2: Who is using Colin Kaepernick? We're at 43 seconds time. Colin Kaepernick. The left. Came to, but Colin Kaepernick came to these conclusions on his own, independently of anybody else. He doesn't have a guru floating around him telling him to do these he's things. He's got a, a woke girlfriend in his ear. That's what, that was do, what people said do last Do we year. know yeah. that he had – okay, so did he get the girlfriend before he was woke or did he get the work girlfriend because of being woke? Can anybody right. tell me which one that is?
3: And if if a girlfriend wakes you up, then that's no different than reading a book and getting woke. Is or, it? A, yeah, isn't you it know, any different? It's, it's just life experience. That's all right. that happens is life. Uh, but he's saying he's putting on a show, virtue signaling and all that's that stuff. That's four stops right there. Yeah, at least –
1: and the opportunity to advise you on how to spend those NFL millions on a movement that magically disappeared post election. Kaepernick-
3: talking about black lives matter it didn't disappear. The movement didn't disappear, did disappear post election. Anyway,
1: <laughs> you want back in the NFL? Get out! Stop again. Get off social media.
2: He doesn't particularly want back into the NFL. No. That should be apparent to everyone at this point. Kaepernick doesn't particularly want to the NFL. You know how you know he doesn't particularly want to the NFL? Name me the last time Kaepernick spoke about this?
3: Well, and this thing, get the off public? social media. He he hasn't. Exactly. He's on social media. So
2: he, by his actions, let's say let's say he's speaking about it on social media, that would tell you that he doesn't physically give a fuck if he's in the NFL or not. He'll take the job.
3: Whitlock doesn't want him posting about slave patrols. Oh ah, well. Get off about. social media. So that the NFL will accept you because you're posting inflammatory shit. That's where he's going with it.
1: It's headquarters for the 12 Warriors who are trying to climb out of their sunken place with a blizzard of anti-white tweets and movies Jordan Peele, I see what you did there. Cap.
3: Jordan Peele married to a white woman. Yep.
2: That's not what Jordan Peele. That's not what Jordan Peel did.
1: Spike Lee can't save. You. Do the right thing and hire a therapist oh, to make what you, you
2: feel better Oh, I see what you did. Black. You said do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: right. a segment okay. I'll read
5: but the that's,
3: comments when you're done. But that's, that's a segment what, called Speak for Yourself on his show.
2: But that's what black people of his ilk do to other black people. You want to... They're they, they are the first one, like Paris Sinard. You're the first ones to complain if somebody questions your blackness, but you want to question his blackness right? and what his blackness is because he's half black, so he's not black enough. And he was raised by white people, so he's not black enough for you, Jason Whitlock.
3: Well, and yeah, th- and so he gives all these... He writes stuff. let say
2: something I, re- I don't like to say. Being a personal trainer also about, this dead about spin other comment.
4: men. Yeah. Deadspin <laughs> comment. Whitlock is just jealous because Kaepernick can take a knee and then get back up again yep. without going all the way <laughs> yeah. to the ground yeah. first. That's what
2: I was going to say. I don't like to say this. Being a personal <laughs> trainer and took. Listen, you fat son of a bitch. You just you are mad because this man is, is Colin Kaepernick and you're fat fucking Jason Whitlock. That's your fucking problem. That's the only problem you have ever had with all of this, in my opinion. You're fat, fucking Jason Whitlock, and he's and he's Colin fucking Kaepernick. Overall
3: discussion. He in beats
2: the- you. <laughs> he beats <laughs> you. He's beating you in life, and you hate that.
3: In you- the Wall Street Journal, he brought up that that uh, he's mixed race, adopted by a suburban
4: white family, and what does that
2: mean? He, he keeps that- bringing
4: that up.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah.
4: Wall Street Journal owned by Murdoch. Murdoch owns Fox and Fox Sports. Fox sports is tied directly to the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's why the circle makes sense. And
2: it's
3: sense. like, well, he so he has nothing to complain about. Yep. He shouldn't be mad yeah. about anything. Yeah. Yeah. He was, it's
2: funny because Kareem was just on has been making the rounds of podcasts. I haven't yeah. listened to the WTF yet. He's also on Wilmore's it just okay. popped up yesterday. It's good. Wilmore and the WTF are really good. And Kareem was saying that it's like this is way back then. Yeah. You make a lot of money. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Although Whitlock Wilmore was like, Yeah, shut your mouth, nigga. He was like, Yep. <laughs> I said, exactly because I didn't know Kareem didn't play in the 68 Olympics.
3: Was at, the, at a protest?
2: Yep. He didn't really? play. Yeah. I oh, didn't know that That's I, true. I didn't know that. Kareem didn't play in the 68 Olympics mm-hmm. because he was like Avery Bundri- Bundridge, who was friends with Adolf Hitler, which means he was a Nazi sympathizer wouldn't let the two Jewish Jewish cats go run in the Olympics.
4: And he was Lou Cinder still there. Right.
2: And then when it came to this, he was like, I'm not going to play for that guy. Mm-hmm. He was the head of the of the IOC. He's like, I'm not going to play for that guy. So he yeah. just didn't play. The other black athletes went ahead and played and, and you know, and and then we ended up with two brothers holding their fists up. But Kareem was like, I'm not going to play. So he just didn't play. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to play I don't need to play. And he just didn't go play. And uh Who's who's the announcer? That I, Jim Jim Gray. Jim Gray talked all that shit about. Brett Musburger. Brett Musburger. Thank you. Brett Musburger Gray. talked yeah. all that shit about. He talked mad shit about John Carlos and Tommy Smalls. Tommy he Smith. did. He's friends with Avery Bundridge. He was friends with Avery Bundridge.
4: Damn man, it's like I'm learning all kinds of shit today. Yeah. It's hurting my feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Carlos.
2: People. John Carlos says repeatedly today that if he's in his place. Where Brent Musburger is, Brent Musburger runs from him. He's never apologized to him, and he won't try to be. He won't be in the same reason. And John, they ask John Carlos, "Would you do something to him?" And Carlos just looks at him. I fuck <laughs> him up <laughs> <laughs> at seventy something years old. Yeah, I kick shit out of him. First uh, of all, John Carlos is still for 78 something year old man. He's in shape. He's like, yeah, I'll knock the fuck out that motherfucker.
3: <laughs> Brett <Brent> Musburger <laughs> called John Carlos and Tommy Smith, quote, black skinned stormtroopers.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Holy
3: shit! How did for, I
2: miss that? For, because no one talks about it. Dead's I call it, about it. I call it the Jesus the Homer Simpson Christ. in the bushes. You just get to fade back into the. <laughs> oh I do. You just get to fade back <laughs> into the bushes. <laughs> Because racism is not that important. That's just some men
4: like. That's been commented. That's been posted the uh, article by Musburger. Right. Yeah. Why pay two minstrels when you can have one with a BMI of two? Yeah. <laughs> Of two, yeah. Why why pay two minstrels when you can have one with the BMI of two
2: to do the same job twice? <laughs> I said that about Haywood. <laughs> I said I don't have I don't have I don't so I don't have a lot of friends in my life. But when you have Haywood, you actually got two.
5: funny.
2: <laughs> based on based on voice and size, you got two. So good luck. Whitlock analogized Kaepernick to a character in the movie Get Out and offered a not so subtle dig at Get Out director Jonathan Peel's own racial bona fides because Peel is married to a white woman, which means he's talking to me because I'm married to a white. Chelsea woman. Chelsea Peretti. Yeah.
4: Comedian Chelsea. Spin on his theory. Uh, let's say Whitlock's theory on race is correct. And cap isn't really black. That would mean a white QB knowingly risked his future employment to protest violent systemic mm-hmm. racial inequality in America, which he would be even more celebrated for.
3: Well, and you know what's happening now is at least so far in the preseasons there have been a couple white guys who have put their arm around or hand on the shoulder. Well, of you a black know what happened.
2: Who's kneeling? I wonder
3: what's going to happen. The snowball effect there. Jake
2: Long had been talking about it, but yeah, Jake Long Chris has Long, been right? Chris Long, excuse me, Jake's his brother, Chris. He had been very outspoken about it anyway from Charlottesville, but that's a big thing. Yeah. But and it's funny Thursday, Max Kellerman on his show with uh, Stephen A. Smith was like. Um, Listen, it's imba- – pull it up. See if you can find it because I'm sure There's it's There's another
4: there. one with Stephen A. Smith, like, Max Kellerman, and, like, it's and em- that dude Kane.
2: It's embarrassing. He was like, as a white person, it's embarrassing. He was like, it's embarrassing. It, it's out there because I watched it. He was like, and that was Thursday, I guess, because they, they go off in the morning – And somebody had already pulled the clip, and ESPN put the clip up. He was like, it's a white person. It's embarrassing. He's like, where's the Pee Wee Reese moment? For those who don't know, if you've seen 42 or you know any type of woke history. White savior? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Well, that's how they put him in the movie. Yeah. I mean, I kind of look at it as a white savior, I guess. But in that instance... It's it's just a man looking after another man. Like yeah. this is I can't allow this to happen. It was in Pee Wee Reese's hometown of Pittsburgh. The whole people are screaming and hollering at him. I don't think Pee Wee was from Pittsburgh, I think he was from the south. But everybody's screaming and hollering all kinds of filth at Jackie. And Jackie's out there by himself. And Pee Wee's like, I can't I can't do this. I can't let him be out there by himself. So he walks over and put his arm around him and it's a very famous picture. But basically saying, if you're going to say this to him, you're going to say this to me. So we're going to take this together. And uh, I, I can't, I can't allow this. I, I can't allow this is, this is wrong, and I can't allow this. And did you find the Max Kellerman thing?
3: There's so many clips of first take. So yeah, it's going to be hard because he got put,
4: into put, one on Friday, I
2: believe. Put Max Kellerman, I'm for yeah, I Kaepernick, White. Players. First takes,
3: Max Kellerman makes a powerful argument for white NFL players joining an anthem protest. That's it. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> that's no, it. That's the, this is an article. I'm trying to get to see if there's a video. That's it.
2: Because I saw it on ESPN. I was like, what's this? And he was like, it's, emb- it's embarrassing. It's just, it's become. Oh, it was
3: th- after the um, Michael Bennett's statement.
2: Right. He's like, he's out there by himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's out there by himself. And it's embarrassing. You know, and he and Max, I'm trying to trying to stop cause I can talk it through, but I'd I'd rather hear it from.
3: Yeah, I'm trying
4: to get the video up.
3: Hear it from uh, him. I'm
2: trying I to find that on?
4: picture of Pee Wee Reese.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised you can't find it. There's Pee Well, there's articles
4: about it, but there's statues about it too. Yeah,
2: Jackie Robinson, Pee Wee
4: Reese. I don't see a picture. They might have not had a picture of the day.
2: You know, I should be right. I can't believe it's not right there. It was a. Because it's a picture. I don't know how the photographer got the shot. I'm like, what are you doing standing on the field, man? <laughs> <laughs> With that old-timey camera, that big flash. Foop. <laughs> that big.
3: <laughs> got to get the shot.
2: Yeah. Uh, you just on the field? <laughs> just on the field? Fuck off the field. Get it?
3: I don't know. There's so many clips of first day Because they post every show.
2: Maybe I can do it on
3: There's a thing They've been talking about it all week. There's Bryant now tweeting about the anthem protests. All those clips are... ESPN. It might be a short clip on Twitter.
2: I was a short clip on ESPN because they they posted it. And... uh, I was like, oh, this is interesting. What is this? And then I watched it. I was like, holy shit. Look at Max Kellerman go.
3: But there's been a couple now as of when we're recording this, a couple now instances of... A white yeah. guy on a team, sort of showing support publicly, for the black player who's like kneeling or—I
2: think I'm going to be honest. I think it's directly because of what Mas Kellerman said. Could I be. I fully believe that because
3: there's been a little talk about it. Here it is, right where, here. I got it. Players? That quick. <laughs> where you, you find it on ESPN? I site? think yep. there was one or two that did when, it last year, though.
2: I've seen it. White guys, yeah, not like this. Not
3: like, not like. I don't remember uh, the specifics of.
4: Long talked about this last year. I know. Yeah, that's what i say. Sure Long has did. been very, very was, outspoken. And pretty much to a tee of what he did, and I think He's he stood very up and did the outspoken. same
2: thing last year. It had a commercial coming, might want to turn it down. Pizza and didn't that kid Nate Boyer? Uh, well, last night somebody else did it too. <laughs> he, uh, stood <laughs> he stood next. Something Brit.
4: He stood next to Cap. Last year on the sideline while he did his protest, a white guy. Yeah.
2: Well
5: couldn't you
4: i don't remember that i remember
2: there was a female uh, soccer player who took a knee yeah but she was dismissed because she's
4: yeah.
2: rapid
6: How tour, i think her name is It's long as pizza hut
4: ESPN don't pay man they need that money though
3: at pizza
6: hut, you can get breadsticks There we go turn it up. off 19 Not one people. it's a disgrace it's embarrassing and it would be so strong if at least one especially if he's a star stood up and did it and this is the example that i and others frequently use And it's not a perfect parallel here, but there are some similarities. When Jackie Robinson broke the color line in 1947, the first African-American player to play in Major League Baseball, and the fans were harassing him and he was getting death threats and all this, one of the most popular players on the Brooklyn Dodgers at the time was Pee Wee Reese, his keystone partner, because Robinson played second base, Pee Wee Reese played shortstop. They're both now in the Hall of Fame. And Pee Wee Reese, as they're booing Jackie Robinson and all this, walks over to Jackie Robinson and puts his arm around him, saying, see this guy, he's with me and I'm with him. And anything you are saying about him, you're saying it to me too. There's not one Pee Wee Reese in the NFL. Again, well, Stephen now I, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that if someone's conscience tells them, Hell no, I'm standing up for the national anthem. I believe in this and I'm not gonna protest something in a way that I find distasteful simply to show solidarity. That's fine, I'm not talking to those people. I have nothing against those people, good for you. You stand up for what you believe in. But, for, but what I'm asking is, given the number of white players in the NFL, there's not a single one of them who feels differently or at least ambivalent? And among that pool of players, there's not a well, single one of them that's willing to risk some job security?
2: Yeah. Howie Long. Uh, Jake Long. Chris Long. Chris Long. Jake's, a, Jake's the brother. Jake's the brother. Chris I mean, Long, Jake would probably do it too. Who, um, so, and it's weird because that night... He did it.
3: And he did the arm around move. He
2: did exactly what Kellerman said. Yeah. Like, are you – Well, maybe he
3: was, he was like, a good point, Max.
2: Yeah. Uh, I didn't think of that. Because Chris has been – because he had been very vocal about it. Like you say, he's mm-hmm. very vocal about saying it, like, this got stopped, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, he's not really a smart star anymore, but he's a known commodity because, first of all, he's played in the league for a long time. He's got and his last name is Long. Right. <laughs> So he's he's, he's pedigree. Yeah, he's hierarchy. You figure his dad played in Oakland. Who did dad who did his dad play for?
4: The bad boys of Oakland too. <laughs> right. His dad yeah. played
2: for for Al uh, Davis. Al the, Davis. The
4: eighty three Raiders.
2: Played under the McMahon. And then I think he played underneath um the first black coach in the league was um
4: Tom Flores.
2: No, no He black. Wasn't black. was black. Um, Tom Flores? He was one of Al he was one of um uh, he was one of Madden's ass- He was, was one of Mad's assistants, and then he elevated. Oh, him Arthur Shell. Shell.
4: Artie. Yeah, Schell. he Art played Schell. too, right?
2: Yeah, Artie Shell. Yeah, he was. Then he played. Might have been Howie's defensive coach. He strikes me as a defensive dude. Oh, Arthur Shell was an
4: offensive line. Was
3: coach. Was he an offensive if, line
2: coach? Yeah. Did Howie, play? Howie plays. Howie was a linebacker, right?
5: Howie, Howie was Long
3: was a defensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah, he was a lineman. He was like right? a defensive tackle. Right. He was on that team, I think, that uh, destroyed the Redskins. And then, he yes, grew
2: up he in, and then he grew up in Charlottesville, and he's like, seeing what I'm seeing now, I guess. But he's all he's been out. He's been one of the few White Cats who was vocal, and then another player did it again with one of the Bennett brothers. Yeah, you know. So for people like Whitlock and stuff like that, and even black people, with that bullshit of. Well, he's just he just came to this. First of all, you don't get to tell somebody when and where they're supposed to become woke right. and how long it's supposed to take. And what that tells me is you'd have been the person right there telling Muhammad Ali that, hey, man, you never talked to him. First of all, your name used to be Cassius. Why is your yeah. name Muhammad? You'd have been that Ducl- person. D-
4: you got other motives. Now, you trying to make money or something? Right. You're trying to get on TV?
2: You'd have been that person who was there.
4: But he's that person. He's the. To- no, I'm talking about... Whitlock? Um, whitlock whitlock he's yeah. that person that projection. D- is, that's projection is this what it is it's yeah. a projection is what he that's what the despen
3: article said it's yeah. like you know it's uh you're you're saying that someone is not black enough and has issues about that that's a, that's like classic projection because that mm-hmm. is a big critique of whitlock yeah is that he has you know he's not he's not black enough people he's call him uh, you know, a sellout, Uncle, Uncle Tom, Tom, all that Coon, shit. The whole Uncle Ruckus. Is, is, yeah, you
2: Uncle know. Ruckus is a big one. He you see Uncle what Ruckus.
4: I mean? It, that's the one thing, and we've been talking about this all day long. It's about shit coming out of the woodwork of, oh, this guy said that or this does that. Yeah. I love Tony Kornheiser. I used to love Tony, the Tony Kornheiser show. You
2: getting turned off, right? And
4: exactly, and it then, seems like he's a Trump lover. Yeah, exactly. Right? I'm it, the same way. And it's just like, like oh, it seems what like the you're a
2: Trump. And uh, people on his show are like, "Tony, come on!" And he's like, "I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it because I Tony's, haven't heard the new
4: podcast, but Tony's I've heard different things
2: on the podcast. And the people on his show and are they like, love Whitlock. Yeah, people on his show are like, "Come on, man." All of them are like, "Come on, oh, man!" Oh, that's
4: how I found out about Whitlock was him guest hosting on P.T.I. Yeah,
2: yeah like, "Come on, man!" <sighs> I was like, "Well, I think, I think, you know, I think Trump's okay." I'm like, "Is he?" I'm waiting for him to. I'm waiting to hear when he they said connect. Trump's okay. Well, he well, think that he'll make excuses for things that Trump does, like pushing pushing other world leaders out of the way, and uh, even like Jeannie McManus who goes on the show. Who's like? Are you gonna keep making excuses for this guy? She's asked him. Really? Are you keep making. Even you can't keep making excuses for this.
4: What did he say after Charlottesville? He's like,
2: yes, I can't hold my beer. No, he has to talked about Charlottesville just yet, because they're on summer hiatus. Uh, so they'll do what they call a pop-up show, where they're wearing. He's on vacation. Well, we're coming. And we'll do like one show a week, or, and then the show will just pop up. Yeah. Charlottesville hadn't happened. So we'll see, what he says afterwards you know but at some point you reach a tipping point with people but my question is why did it take this Let we me ask told you something. how the fuck he was
4: i started reading uh the autobiography of malcolm x mm-hmm. and in the foreword is written by his daughter and there's a line in it i wish i could have my book out here or whatever but the crux of her of what she's saying is um when she was growing up i don't know if it was her or if it was malcolm himself was that their parents taught them um, how to discern if someone was a racist mm-hmm. or they're just ignorant? Mm-hmm. Have we come to the point where it's just the same? I think ignorance- the consequences are the same. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it, to
3: the person being victimized by it. What's the difference between being victimized by someone's ignorance or someone's racism? Yeah, ultimately, it it winds up being received by the target of it the same. So yeah, there are differences, but. You know, you can't take solace in that if you're on the
4: receiving end of it.
2: I think yeah. ignorance is the is the precursor to racism. So, so is it like a, how far away if you are they cut from those each people
4: other? out? Is it just one of those nipping things in the bud type situation?
2: I think you have to decide that for yourself. If this person, can I educate this person, or should I even should I even bother? Is it, a, is it incumbent upon me to educate this person? Do I want to do this again with another person? I think it becomes a <laughs> becomes a upon you. And I think I th- and and I think if you get to the point where you don't want to do it with somebody, you should do that with no worry at all in your mind of fuck this person. And if 'cause people are gonna fuck with you and be like, Why don't you just make me understand why you don't I've seen that a lot you just, uh, Fuck you. So it's not my job. What to can do I yet.
3: do? You just put your hand on their shoulder and say,
2: Good luck to you. Can yeah, you fuck you. you, know you, and can walk away. you that can was my Google my That partner. was my thing with uh, yeah. Tina Fey with this cake. With the sheet, I sheet did, cake, I have, I'm
4: lost on this. I keep seeing people talk she about it. She just
2: did a sketch where it was basically just buy a sheet cake, and every time you hear something, Bad just eat the whole sheet cake.
3: The the, the joke was about like let stress them, eating,
2: and, and, and it's also a play on, uh, Antoinette Marie Marie Antoinette let the meat cake. cake. Yeah, it's I don't she never
3: meat. said let the meat cake. And there's also you know someone's I saw someone trying to tie sheets in with clay. I'm like I don't know about all that. Yeah. But the uh, the whole thing was about eating your feelings, you mm-hmm. know. Okay. And so when and she had some do. jokes before the sheet okay. cake part, she had some jokes. She made fun of some alt-right stuff. She called Ann Coulter yard sale Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she said, you know, and just when the next time this happens, go get a cake with an American flag on it, and just start eating the cake. And then the rest of the sketch is her eating while talking, which is kind of a funny thing. That's a mm-hmm. common thing in sketches, like just. And
2: Che at at one point Grabs a bunch of cake And just starts Yeah because she
3: says Something about police brutality And he's like Give me some of that cake And so uh, And then she says And then you want to yell These Nazis Yell into the cake And so she yells Into the cake And then she ends it With um, With basically saying There's going to be A rally this weekend Don't Uh, go Don't go Be treated like The first week of a movie Starring two women Or something Don't go (laughs) That's actually funny Which is a good joke And um, So then people got mad At the don't show up Because that's been A common thing Like Mm -hmm. don't give them Attention Don't show up Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't let them scream into the empty air, is, how, is what right. the word she said. And she ended on a weird Thomas Jefferson joke, which did make sense to me. In the immortal words of Thomas Jefferson, who's that light-skinned girl by the butter churn? Yeah. Again, so. It was, <laughs> I just like that because it's just so out there. It's a weird thing. Uh, it's weird. So, I, you know, she was just joking. Some of the jokes were pointed and some of the jokes were kind of broad in general.
2: If you are a – I I said regarding Tina Fey, I put a tweet up. I I tweeted, J.L., as Chris Lamberth would say. (laughs) (laughs) And J.L. says, I tweeted. Regarding Tina Fey, an idea can be both funny and lacking courage at the same time. Both can exist inside the same sphere. They just – they both can the idea of just stay in your house and eat cake well that's that's you you lack courage of conviction when you do that That's where I'm at with people who say don't go to don't go to a rally and say anything just let them talk and they say I'm like, well, a part of the reason why you're saying that is because you're afraid and you don't have any courage of your convictions. Because this thing about just ignoring it and it'll go away, clearly that's wrong, because we've all been ignoring the Klan for years and years and years, right. and clearly they've been gaining power. So explain to me how ignoring them makes them go away. Clearly it doesn't. It clearly, just just empirically and objectively, it clearly doesn't work. It clearly doesn't work to say, just ignore the Klan and they'll go away. As, as I heard a guy, Alan Grayson on, David Feldman's podcast was saying, you know, David Feldman asked him, "Should you go and protest?" And and Alan Grayson was like, "Listen, if people are just standing and yelling and talking, maybe that's one thing. But these guys
3: walk through the streets with guns." In Charlottesville, they hid caches of weapons around the city.
2: Specifically, they walked through the streets specifically, specifically to intimidate people.
3: Which is that's underreported, by the way. They're, right? They hid piles of guns right? so they can go get if something pops off they can right. be well armed without people without walking around with somebody. is guns that for physically. real for real right. yeah that's what the governor of Virginia said
2: right so we're not supposed to he was like the the point, the point of that is is you can't just let that go you can't let somebody just just trying to intimidate you in that ma- in that manner go it doesn't make you well I'm the better person because I ignored it but you can ignore it if you want you know what no one has ever said? Hey, man, you've got cancer. Ignore it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Unless you're a Christian scientist.
2: Yeah. And what usually happens Sunday to Christian Adventist scientists? They fucking die they of cancer. They die. <laughs> yeah. That's No one's ever said that. Hey, you, here's what you do. You got cancer. Ignore it. <laughs> yeah. No one's ever said that. That's never said. But when it comes to something, somebody doing something racist, just ignore it and it'll go away. Why would you think it would? <laughs> This
4: is so overwhelmingly depressive.
2: Well, the, the, the sp- that's another reason why people ignore it because it's overwhelmingly depressive. That's why they depressing. stress
4: eat. That's where she was
3: going. So with if
2: it. I don't, if I don't listen to it, if I don't look at it, then I just won't have to deal with it, and it won't, it won't really happen,
3: right? Well, that's the turn the sketch could have made is that a lot of people do just eat their feelings, and or drink them or whatever, and right. then it's instead of doing and that, all you're going to end
2: up with is a stomachache. But the, get uh, out, be a part the The
3: sketch as a sketch, like the jokes were sharp. Yes, the jokes were very good. Uh, It was very, it was a well put together sketch. Because the thing that happens when you when you uh, try to have a point in comedy is that you have to. Sometimes you dip into punchline land. That's what I call it. Like you're trying to make a point, make a point, but I need a joke here, so I got to dip into punchline land and get away from my point for a second. That would be like if I went here and did this and have just a a Mm -hmm. wacky analogy that's not really pointed at the idea that you're trying to get across. And sometimes you can dip into punchline land- Too much. To the point where you lose the point of the bit. I've done that. I've, I've had a bit where I'm like this is the, I need to make this point, but I could make it funny, could make it funny, and next thing you know I'm talking, it's a blowjob reference, mm-hmm. and it's a goofy reference. And then the, the point, I never get back to it because I just can't steer it back. So the, the treat it like an opening day movie with two women, don't go, that's a good joke that was dipping at the punchline land but it loses the premise of you know attacking this stuff or it loses the premise of what everyone wanted it to be which was don't stay home go out and do shit right uh, you know the sketch is basically i've been eating my feelings maybe mm-hmm. the turn should have been got to stop doing that but she had this great joke about opening day of a movie so right. dipping in the punchline that land that was a damn good joke you lose that was the a plot good joke. it was and so you're like how do i shoehorn this joke in here I've had plenty of – because I have jokes. I have a lot of bits where I'm trying to say something, you know. Not because I feel even high-minded, but just when I think of comedy, my mind goes to those places. Like, serious things got to make them funny. That's how I think. So I've dipped into punchline land too much, and the fucking premise goes away. It's just now some goofy shit.
2: And this is why when people like Tina Fey and other – And other people of this ilk, the liberal people of this ilk, this is why black people don't like you. We don't like you. (laughs) This is why we just don't (laughs) like you. We don't. We don't. We tolerate you. We'll be pleasant around you. We won't be unpleasant around you. But behind closed doors or amongst ourselves, we don't like you. We just don't. And this is why. Because to me, what that says is, I'm not willing to stand up for you against my brethren, which is other white people. If I just ignore it, it'll go away. Right? The reason why you're willing to ignore it is because it's not going to impact you. So
4: what do you say to the I've read a couple articles this week.
3: Oh, by the way, now they're saying there were no hidden caches of guns. No, they're saying uh, it now? That's what Virginia- sh- We don't know. That's yeah. what Virginia State Police have said. Yeah.
2: Well, really?
4: According to this article.
2: The people that, the, the Virginia State Police, the people who fucked off the whole thing of what to the do, those people, it. fuck those What do you
4: say to the people that say, I read an article, it was about Lady Gaga. Yeah.
2: Uh, here we go. You want With you, the, go ahead, set it up.
4: why are we uh, attacking either allies or could be allies? by by this the thought process of when they ask what do we do black people yeah to do well
2: first of all am i attacking you why am i why is me saying this to you attacking you that in and of itself is 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 a racistly stupid thing to say so i say this to you in all seriousness and now i'm attacking you maybe i'm just tired of this bullshit because she put the thing up this isn't us We have to say that we just have to say that this isn't us. And black people are like, no, bitch, this is us. This this, has been us for many years. I saw some weird shit with her. I need to research. This is is us. Your privilege gets you to say that this isn't us. But for us, this is us. This is America. This is America. I've been saying that. This isn't America. Oh, yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's America. Yes, it is. Stop saying that it's not. because it is because it is now after you say that and I say back to you no 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 this is us okay this is us what you do with the information after I've told you that that starts to define you are you going to go back and now think about the things that I've said are you gonna are you gonna really look at yourself and really look at where you are in the grand pantheon of things because for you this isn't us for you the people around you and the people you surround so you
4: would with. say then the person who says why are we um, attacking our allies and you're basically saying i'm not attacking them i'm giving them an option i'm not
2: attacking my ally first of all are you truly my ally when you say something like this isn't us are you truly my ally because you're not looking at the whole scope of things you're not looking at the fact of how this has always been this has always been part of a part of the fabric because of what this is happening. And the fact that you don't know this about me after I have told you this repeatedly tells me I don't know how much of an ally you truly are. That's Because you're not listening to me when I talk to you.
4: And my level of wokeness right now, that's my biggest problem, is now differentiating what is really an ally and what is a pro- problematic person. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: Well, I'm not even saying she's problematic. What I would say is, listen, I've told you now repeatedly, and when you when you say bullshit like this, I'm going to call you on it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you keep acting in a horseshit manner afterwards, you want to try and get mad or some shit like that, and well, I'm and be like, well, fuck you. You ain't nothing to me. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't, I don't need well, you. Because you're a
3: problem. The reflex is to get defensive. Right. You know? Like, right. Why are you picking on me? Right. And also- a broader thing is there is a little bit of liberalism that sort of cannibalizes it itself. You mm-hmm. use the wrong word. And, you know, so there's always, there's a reflex to just, she's perceiving now that, the, mm-hmm. the liberal thing where it's like, I line up with everything you said, but you said retarded. So fuck you, you know? Um, and so there are, there is, she's, she's talking about something that happens in general with, with liberal activists, which is uh, eat their own, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh, this is happening to me now. Mm-hmm. So she's getting defensive and projecting this other shit onto it, which might not actually be happening, which is the oh, this is what liberals do. And they start and yeah. they start attacking you. Why are you attacking me? I'm not the enemy. Uh, and then she has to sort of push back or just say, My bad, I should have said uh, this shouldn't be who we are. Right. You know.
2: We should be better than this. <laughs> Rephrase. You know, we should be better than
3: or this. Or just don't tweet for a week. You
2: know, it's it's you know who's another one that like that? Gwyneth Paltrow. Especially these these wealthy White starlets. Well, she hangs out with Jay Z, so she's cool. Well, yeah, she's cool. <laughs> <laughs> she's wealthy white starlets, and it always like you. It's very surface thinking. It's there's no depth. It, it's surface thinking. The big thing that really about all of this that is highly upsetting to me is that we've been telling you
4: you've been still having conversations with friends, and that is like I even wrote mm-hmm. it in a post. And that's something that I, was, I wrote to a guy, and I it was on a post, and I said. You want to know what your friends of color, the most said statement is, is like they know, but they don't want to see it. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? And he, they get immediately quiet. But that. I
2: would say to that is that even that statement, I'd be willing to take it a place a place further. Oh, is of that course you would. They don't know.
3: Either they don't know. Because they don't want to see They don't show. Right. Or don't that's care that's about the what's going on. In-
2: yeah, <laughs> they know, but they don't want to see it. They don't know. They don't know because they don't want to see it. They, th- they, they have an inkling in their spirit that it's like that. But if I don't look at it, then it's not real. Well, of
3: course they have an inkling because anytime there's a thought of white people becoming a minority, guess what? They're like, oh, can't have that because right. they know minorities get fucked. Right. So they have an acknowledgment.
4: It's right, right there isn't, in front that's of a them. Weird, isn't that a weird thing? Like you, The crux of a lot of what we're seeing right now is an age group. This is my weird ass theory. Of the little I've read and stuff, because I'm not super learned on this shit, so I'll preface it with that. I know if I say some ignorant shit, but is that what civil rights ended in, let's say the civil rights movement accomplished stuff mid 1960s, right? So you're looking at a generation of people. They had an out when they went into growing up or whatever, life was supposed to be this rosy thing that ended a certain way for them. Yeah, whether it was work at the plant for 25 years and then I get to retire and then I'm I have all this stuff coming to me mm-hmm. from the government, you know what I mean? That social security, it that stuff slowly started to erode, economic anxiety, e- e- exactly, and then. As that started to erode, and that, that built-in security was no longer there for the generation, they're getting older, they produced offspring or whatever, then you have minorities starting to come up the ladder a little mm-hmm. bit more. And that inferiority complex yeah, started what I would, building. What I
2: would tell you, Ad, is those minorities that are coming up the ladder, first of all, they're not coming that fast. There's just more of them. they are yeah. not getting more. <laughs> That's the first yeah. thing. The second thing that I would tell you is, so? These minority communities have been getting fucked forever
4: <laughs> yeah and my point though is <laughs> that like the guy who the civil rights movement was he was 15 in the 60s or whatever yeah. but when his dad was raising him he promised him this mm. promised land because that's how yeah. it used to be yeah. you know what i mean you're gonna get this my general store is gonna keep going and blah blah and blah. and also when their life falls apart mm-hmm. they never blame themselves Yep. Yeah. you would be able they son i work at the plant when I retire, you can move into my spot and turn these nuts for. Yeah, but
2: you know who's you know who's <laughs> fucking you. We were Free talking to, all day. We were talking to another comedian. I don't want to say his name. We were talking to another comedian. He's a well-known comedian, and and now I'm like I'm side eyeing him. Now I don't think I want to have any interactions with him because he was saying how you know he knows people who voted for Trump and they're good people. They just they're good people, but you know because he's from the South, they're good people. But you know they just they're losing their jobs and to these to these immigrants and minorities. I'm like, well, first of all. You're losing what? The picking job? <laughs> You're losing that job? That's yeah, first yeah, thing. The yeah. second thing is, who's hiring these people? And why aren't you mad at them? You know who's hiring these people? The rich white man in your neighborhood. That's the first thing. And do you know what that rich white man in your neighborhood's political affa- affiliation is? Republican. That's it. He's the one fucking you. He could be helping you and the minority. He could do that he could do that but he chooses not to he chooses to help himself but you're so stupid that you just look at you just look at this person and say well it's this person's fault he's never going to not hire that minority because he can fuck that minority over cleanly and easily and you can't take a job you have to be given yeah, a job you have to be given a job so and that's hiring. the first thing the second thing is even if he does give you this job you you get this job and this my, this has been a he's trying to take your union away He's trying to see to it that you don't have a union. So you can't have guaranteed wages. You can't get sick team. You can't get vacation. He's going to work you to death. In this country, they say that we have the least and we take the least amount of vacation time. Oh,
4: that's a natural, too.
2: And then they try to come up with all these reasons why people in America don't take vacation time. Is the American worth it? And I'm like, that has nothing at all to do with
4: it. you're scared as it's fuck. You don't want to lose it. Fear
2: your job. because you're scared they're going to fire you. No one ever says that in these articles they write. That's how I know these articles are disingenuous. Right. Or written written by some intellectual who's sitting behind a desk who doesn't really work because you're afraid that they're going to fire you. Fear is why you don't take days off. Fear is why you have all you have all these personal these personal days banked because if I take if I take time off, I'm going to get fired. Hey man, uh shit, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to go I got to go pick up my kid from school. My kid got sick again. I can't I can't, I can't dip out and go get my don't kid. Don't let the boss see me leave. Don't <laughs> let the boss see me. You guys cover for me. Don't let the boss see me leave. Why not? Cuz man, I don't cuz the boss gets mad. I'm like because the boss is a piece of shit who automatically thinks you're a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> that that's why that is. Those those days are your accrued days. <laughs> so explain to me why I'm not supposed to use these days.
3: Well, then, even your coworkers will sort of uh, have a nice vacation when you get right. back. Like, right, you know, It's, it's right. all the way up and down. Because everybody's
2: line. fucking with people. Yeah, you know, I had a boss tell us point blank, "You can't take off on Mondays. Mondays, you never take off on Mondays." Like sickness, don't care.
3: I've had a I've I had a job where uh, the policy was uh, they literally said, "Well, just don't get sick. That's all we can tell you." Right. Well, that's impossible.
2: Well, what happens if I get sick? Well, if you get too many sick days, you get fired. Or if your one job I had, it was like if you have more than three sick days, you have to get a note. Right. Flu sometimes lasts two weeks. <laughs> you know, we all know somebody who's well, getting shit, hit with Well, shit. when my brother
3: they, died. I had three days bereavement leave.
2: Right. Three days. Three days. Luckily, to that, be mentally to be, you got on the on that fourth day, you got to be mentally <laughs> strong enough well, to come back to work. Well,
3: luckily, luckily for me. He died on a Wednesday, so right. Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday, and then I had a weekend—Saturday, Sunday. Back to Still, work Monday.
2: Okay, five days, brother. You and better be—you better be ready to go six a.m. for a Monday morning. But you then I, could you take, that shit.
3: I could take personal days. Yeah, too. Well, so, so that's there too. But that's not just not—that's not, I mean, not not not
4: the shit on my company. But that's across the board.
3: That's, that's across
2: the board. It. Three days bereavement. That's yeah. why companies
4: are listen. doing those hour buckets now. Listen, yeah. everything is all in one bucket. Yeah. Yeah. You take from it, and then when you're done, you're done. Right, right. Yeah. So
2: listen, you got three—you got three fucking days to wrap your shit up
4: you good you good <laughs> a couple days later you good hey, no uh, we don't need no crying at the desk we don't uh, need no three crying days off last week and you still crying at yeah. work yeah right yeah, I wish <laughs> someone in my it. family died we don't
2: need no crying at the I desk use
4: a few days off
2: right <laughs> right it's fear-based so when so when somebody says to me well these these minorities i'm like "Somebody somebody's hiring them someone is hiring them they're hiring them because they can fuck them they fuck them in the drive-through. That's why I don't, hire. I don't fuck get you. it because
4: it's just like you said. The sanity—it doesn't take a the smart person. The jobs aren't coming
2: to back to connect those nut dots. Yeah, they're
4: not coming back. A robot can spin those nuts, right?
2: <laughs> and they <laughs> don't <laughs> got to pay that robot shit. <laughs> they, they don't got to pay that robot shit.
4: Yeah, they don't take breaks. They, they don't. don't have to, they
3: don't smoke. They Robots don't, don't smoke cigarettes. Right. They don't have to stop and go right.
4: smoke a cigarette. And if they move that robot to Mexico, they only need. <laughs> one mexican to operate the robot not for right you know what i mean like if he was in the states i could I'm, and i'm being funny about it but that I, that is the situation
3: well look at some point in the future maybe robots can do all the work and we can just be on a permanent vacation <laughs> why can't that just be the goal here hey skynet is coming brother. you know they do everything and we don't we even do have
2: to worry we just sit we just, just sit and I mean, we got to go in for a hey, couple of hours how do hours we make and, money
3: uh, the robots make us money.
2: Oh, okay. So everybody has a personal robot a, that works for yeah,
3: them. It's a robot commune. Yeah, you, you your robot goes to work, and you have to maintain your robot. So mm-hmm. you, do, there's, you have to put in a few hours of that. You yeah. have to maybe take care of any issues that come up mechanically with the with robot. Your robot. But you know, I you're not needed. If we're not needed, then we should reap the benefits of being not needed instead of
4: being shamed for it. I used to always years think that I, when I retired or I had some dough I was going to buy. I'm a hermit i want to buy a house out in the country where nobody can barely come visit me mm-hmm. and i'll be out there all by myself and yeah. now i'm like there's no way in the world i want to be in any place <laughs> remotely close to that yeah all by myself on some bullshit what's our time we are an hour 21
2: oh shit right now well, yeah. i was gonna say let's do this this jury selection thing but i realized we were that deep yeah, we're, we're pretty deep Let's save this jury selection because I want to act this out. Pretty deep. (laughs) We're pretty deep. We'll do this for next Thursday. Listen, people, we want to thank you guys so much for coming in. Didn't realize y'all got this. Y'all shouldn't get this much on this free shit. I know. Freeloaders. Freeloading. Free balling, motherfuckers. I mean, they
4: got hour 26
2: We want to thank Dominic Rivera for sitting in with us today. Thank you. Great time with you. You got anything coming up? You want to let the free heads know?
4: Yeah, man. August 31st, if you're in D.C., stop by the Beer Baron Taron for the comedy block. It'll have myself, Haywood C Jr., Frankie French, Dylan Meyer, Chelsea Short. A lot of puppets on that show. There's a lot of puppets Mm -hmm. on that show. It should be fun. And then uh, September 28th, um, HBCU show with Jason Weems. That would be nice. uh, Paris Hachet, Ralph Cooper, and Kason Wilson. All alums of HBCUs. Russ Green went to Howard, right?
2: They didn't bring Russ in. No, we didn't couldn't get Russ a sitter for his kids. Oh, no, Damn, it's fucked up, it's on man.
3: A Thursday yeah.
2: Yeah, couldn't get a sitter. Poor Russ, man. Yeah, get all a that
3: all the education he spent money on, he couldn't even do a show now. <laughs> Andy, can't what get you a, got g- coming get a gig? tonight? I'm at Phantom Comics at seven o'clock in DC. There you go. Uh, I might go check that out. Tomorrow I will be uh, at the show helping record, but Randy Syfax is recording mm-hmm. uh, an hour set to release. Uh, I don't know. I think he might do video too, but. Um, that's a DC Arts Center in Adams Morgan. I think 10 o'clock show, so get there a little early. Right
4: next to Mellow Mushroom.
3: Yeah, it's uh, and traffic's gonna be a nightmare getting there. So. Get there early, but it's going to be a good show. Randy Safax, is a local guy, lives in New York now. He's been on the Tonight Show mm-hmm. and on and on and on. So uh, come support local comedy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Tomorrow. Park in the park. Nothing coming up. So probably I'm going on vacation at the end of the month. I'm going to New York. Oh, you go on vacation? Gosh. Use some, some of this tip jar money. Take a vacation? Gosh. <laughs> really? uh, have a good time. Gosh. Because yeah, Rod Morrow said, y'all want me to do this, so I'm going to do it.
3: Did you Did you have fun on your vacation? Yeah. While uh, we were all sitting here? <laughs> sitting here. Gosh. Gosh. Our, taking vacations
2: we do want to thank you guys Uh, as always send us your emails we definitely appreciate you guys whenever you come to a show you be sure to come and holler at one of us and let us know if you're at our shows we'll take a little picture of you get some get some med love from y'all we appreciate y'all as always Randolph Terrence
3: I'm Andy Klein I'm
2: Dominic Rivera we have three guys on we are out